I want to talk about the everlasting father. You know, the power of a, of, of a father, the position of a father um, is irreplaceable in a person's life. Now, I want to show you something. I, I read some stats today that really moved my heart. A fatherless generation, Edwin Lewis Cole called this time, and these stats say that 90% of homeless children and runaway children have no father, had no father in their home. 85% of children with behavioral disorders have no father in their home. 71% of high school dropouts have no father in their home. 85% of young people that are in prison all came from fatherless homes. 85% of young people that are in prison had no father in their home. 25 million kids, let that sink in. 25 million kids in America are growing up in a home without their dad. That breaks my heart. 25 million kids in America are, draw, are growing up without a father in their home. <clears throat> Babe, can you turn it down a little bit? The word father is so preeminent in scripture that it is mentioned 1,500 times, 1,511 times, 1,511 times do you find the word father in scripture. And Isaiah said his name shall be called the everlasting father. And when I read that, I went into this deep study. And I want you to follow me tonight because somebody needs to know that you've got a father that loves you. His name shall be called the everlasting father. Now, Isaiah said unto us, a son is given, but his name shall be called everlasting father. See, God is all about family. God is all about that entity, the first one he ordained called family. And we're in the holiday season. And I pray that you're enjoying your family during this time. And just let me encourage people today in this. Those of you who say, Pastor Rick, that's me. I, my, I didn't have a good relationship with my biological father. Maybe you were adopted and your relationship there with your adopted father was not good. Well, let me encourage you. You got a father that'll never leave you or forsake you. And I don't want you to lose the, 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 the impact of what I'm telling you tonight. My heart breaks for people that do not get to, I had a wonderful relationship with my dad. I have a wonderful relationship with my children. Everlasting Father. Also in the Hebrew, it's called, he's called the Father of Eternity. So if he's the Everlasting Father, he's a Father who lives forever. If he's the Father of Eternity, then he's the Creator of Eternity. Don't lose me tonight because this is going to hit you when we get done. I promise you. If you say someone is the Father of something then that is the man who first started something. For example, that's the founder. Um, I founded the School of Excellence in Education in San Antonio, Texas. So you could say that I was the father of that charter school. 
If you said a man is called the father of wisdom, then that implies that that man is preeminently wise. So if God is the father of eternity, he founded eternity. The question is, why would he found eternity or father eternity so that he can live with you forever? The term father of eternity implies that Jesus is preeminently eternal. That to Jesus beyond and above all others, eternity is ascribed to Jesus. Man, that's strong, y'all. Jubal was the father of all who handled the harp. Jabel was the father of all that dwelled in tents. Jesus said in John 8, 44, that Satan is the father of lies. You want to, where, want to know where lies came from? They came from Satan. Jesus said when he speaks, he lies, and lying is his native language. He's the father of lies. John 8, 44, that's what Jesus said of Satan. 2 Corinthians 1.3 says that God is the father of mercy. Who founded mercy? God did. Who showed mercy in the earth? Jesus did. Ephesians 1.17 says he's the father of glory. Now let's go a little deep with this because I want you to receive the, the, spirit, the spiritual impact and impetus of what I'm trying to convey to you tonight very quickly. Jesus is the uninterrupted connection between time and eternity. I'm going to show you. Jesus is the uninterrupted connection between time and eternity. Put in the comments right now, Everlasting Father. Let's go. Everybody put it in there. Join with me. Put in there, Everlasting Father. Everybody put it in there. He's the Father of eternity. He's the uninterrupted connection or union between time and eternity. He's the Father of the of eternity. If he's the father of eternity, he has to be the father of time. All right. You've heard me say this many in many services that I preached in that time is the capsule that God dropped into eternity to accomplish his will. Now I know that's deep, but stay with it. Time has a beginning and time has an end. It's capsule. Your birth certificate is when you clock into time. Your death certificate is when you clock out of time. That's your time. That's living the dash on your, on your headstone. That's your time. So time is the capsule that God dropped into eternity to accomplish his will. Then in time, the if he's in time, he's the father not only of your present, he's the father of your past and he's the father of your future. If you live for him. Now watch this. If he's the father of time, then he's the father of seasons. Stay with me. If he's the father of time, he's the father of seasons. The father would not put you into a season. He would not put you into something that he has not faced. So the father became flesh and called himself a son. Unto us a son is given. He's the everlasting father. The word became flesh went through his time and was crucified and the word kept living for eternity because the word was with God and the word was God. This is deep stuff, but if you'll stay with me, you're going to learn something tonight. Why is that important? Because if he's the father of time and he created eternity and he used time as the capsule to accomplish his will and he's in control of all seasons, 
then we understand that Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse number one says, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. David served the purpose of God in his time and he fell asleep. You know the best thing you can do with the time that God created you to be employed, not enjoyed, you will enjoy it if you're employed in your purpose, is to work the purpose God has assigned to your life. Your greatest discovery is your purpose in the earth. Your greatest discovery is your purpose in, earth, in the earth. To everything, there's a season, but there's a time for purpose. Or you could say there's a time for person. Your purpose was waiting for you to arrive. That's when time started for you. I hope I'm not too deep for you. You want to know about time management? Time management isn't getting a calendar and planning out your next five years. Time management is saying, what am I doing with the purpose of God in my life today? I think the greatest mark that we miss is the mark of the purpose of God that is assigned to our life. Pressing toward the mark should be serving your purpose in the earth. Your greatest sin is missing your purpose, not the cuss word you said last night. Find out why you are here. Somebody said, well, how do I do that? Find out what releases your passion, what releases your compassion. That is your purpose. Whew. To everything, things operate according to seasons, but purpose operates according to time. Jesus said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has put in his own power. There it is. He controls not only time, he controls seasons. Our time, Psalm 31, 15, are in his hands. Now watch this, what the Lord showed me today. Man, it hit me, a light came on. Don't miss this. Some people trust him more with eternity than they do with their own times. To everything, there's a season. And there's a time for every purpose. Under All my times are in his hands. All my appointments are in his hands. Times means events, experiences, and encounters in my life belong to him. He orchestrates them. These are called Kairos moments. Why do we live so flippantly not looking for the relationships that God has assigned to our life as appointments from him to push the kingdom of God forward in the earth and to accomplish the reason why we were sent here called purpose? I know I'm deep tonight, but I can't help it. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about an everlasting father. Man, listen, I could preach on this all night long. I just got one question for you. How are you handling your time? Because your father put you in it and he holds you responsible for it. What are you doing with your time? Okay, now watch this. Everlasting father. Father in the Hebrew means founder, producer, and author. Founder, producer, and author. Let's say it another way. Founder, author, and producer. Father, founder, author, producer. He's the everlasting father. Founders established up. So I started looking in scripture to see what our father founded. Psalm 89, verse one. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. I have said mercy shall be built up forever. Listen to this. Your faithfulness, you shall thou establish in the very heavens. <clears throat> you know who established, you know who founded <clears throat> faithfulness? God did. Excuse me. 
You know who founded faithfulness? God did. And anything God founds, he expects. Faithfulness is firmness of security. It's trustworthiness. Firmness of security. God is faithful. He's trustworthy. He founded faithfulness. Here's something else God founded. God founded equity. Psalm 99 verse 4 says, The king's strength loves judgment, but you established equity. There's a difference in judgment and justice. Judgment can oftentimes be a penalty, but justice is always fairness. It means to be even, to be straight. He has come to make the crooked way straight. You want to find there's a difference in equality and equity. Equality says we all deserve the same thing. Equity says we deserve what God says we deserve. Equity. God is a God of equity. He's fair. God is a fair God. Your father is fair. Amen? Your father is fair. So he founded faithfulness. He founded equity. God's not only faithful, he's fair. And he founded covenant. Leviticus 26, 9, I will have respect unto you. That's what God says about you. I will have respect to you. He says, I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to multiply you. And watch what he said. I'm going to establish my covenant with you. So the father founded faithfulness. The father founded equity. I'm just giving you a few things he founded. The father founded the covenant. All you have to do is sign on. If you'll just give your life to the Lord and commit your life to his way, guess what? He holds the covenant. You don't have to withhold anything. He holds it all. He's just saying, sign up. Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Sign up. Let him be the Lord of your life. He'll keep the covenant. Amen? So he's the founder and he's the author to write or to authorize you. He's the author and finisher of our faith. All the days of my appointed time were written before one of them came to pass. Who wrote your book? God's writing mine. And some people have a devastating chapter you're involved in right now, but it's not the conclusion of the book. It's just the end of a chapter. Keep living and watch life get better. Preach in the building, Pastor Rick. Preach in your own house, Pastor Rick. Keep writing the book. Let God keep writing the chapters in your life. All the days of my appointed time were written before one of them came to pass. Don't let anybody else write your life out. Don't let anybody else author your life. He is the author of your life. And even though you're in a horrible chapter, it's not the conclusion of the book. Keep living and watch God write great days for you that are coming in Jesus' name. I know you're sharing this, right? I know you're sharing it. Last and I'm done. <coughs> Father, founder, author, and producer. You know what a pr producer does? A producer brings in public what he created in private. Boy, you ought to hear that right there. A, a producer is one who brings into public what he's been working on in private. Can I tell somebody watching me tonight? 2021 is your coming out party. God's been producing stuff in you in private, but 2021 is your year. Somebody ought to put in the comments right now, I'm coming out in 2021. 
Amen. He's been producing stuff in you. There's going to be manifest. It's going to be exhibited. You're going to be example in this earth in 2021 of the goodness of God. God is going to put you on display. He's going to put your destiny on display. Some of you have been wondering, when is it my turn? When is it my time? And I hear these words, I am Joseph. Think about that. When his brothers came to meet him in Egypt, they didn't even know who he was until he said, I am Joseph. Some people will not even recognize you in 2021. You're going to have to say, I am. Put your name right now. Just say, I am. I see Michelle on here, Michelle Murphy. Murphy. Put, I am Michelle Murphy. I am Allison Hadley. I am Rick Hawkins. I am Michael Macon. Listen, this is your year of coming out. God's been working on you in private, but 2021 is your year for the public. God's going to use you in ways you have never been used. He's going to put your destiny on display. People are going to look at you and say, if you made it, I know I can make it. If you survived it, I know I can survive it. If you can be a success, I know I can be a success. Man, listen. Those guys were shocked when he said, I am Joseph. The revelation of who you are comes through a process and it com combines time and events. Let God process you into the product he preordained you to enjoy. You can't tell people who you are until, you, until God says you're ready. But I believe you're ready. Come on, put it, put it on there. I am Anita Richardson. There you go. I am Stacy Brown. I am Stephanie Pullman. I love it. I am Frankie Watts. Come on. I am Rick Hawkins. I am Giovanna Hawkins. I am Michael Macon. I am Monica Austin. Come on, put it on here. This is your year. I am Axel Rivera. Come on, put it on there. I am Chastity Cooper. Come on, put it in there. I am James Carr. Amen. The world's going to know you. People are going to recognize you. God saved you in 2020. He, he had you. Listen, he has pulled us back and dropped a curtain in front of us to do things in us and through us that cannot be manifest because it cannot be exhibited until 2000, 2021 hits. I'm getting so excited I can't hardly stand it. Like my brother says when he's preaching every morning, you want to run around the doggone room right now because the Holy Ghost is in this building. Put it in there. I am Jamie Musson. I am Tracy Brown. Amen. God has worked stuff in you in 2020 that you're going to see in 2021. Why? Because he is the producer and God is producing stuff in you. He is the founder. He is the author and he is the producer. That's the everlasting father. And that's what the everlasting father does for you. He don't just save you for eternity. He, he saves you in time. Time is where he accomplishes his will. Eternity is where you enjoy his presence forever. But time is where you enjoy his purpose for a period. And it's time for us to be engaged in our assignment and the purpose of God in this earth. Don't just sit back and say, well, I'm just waiting for eternity to arrive. No, you're not to endure life. You are to enjoy life. And the only way for you to enjoy life is to be engaged in your purpose. Get involved in the thing God has assigned you to do. Lord, have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Amen. So the everlasting father, I'm sorry for getting excited, y'all. The ever, No, I'm not really sorry. The everlasting father is the founder. He founded you. He's the author. All your days are written before one of them come to pass. God's not by, God is not shocked by anything you have seen or anything you're going through. He's the founder. 
He's the author. And he's the producer. And good Lord have mercy. Look what he's producing through you. Look what he's produced. People look look at your life. People look at my life. They say, my God, look at the chapters in your life. Well, let me help you. 2007 was a chapter. 2008 was a chapter. And that was one of the worst chapters that I could ever live through. But I, it's 2020, honey, and I'm still here. And God's still writing, and I'm still enjoying. I haven't reached the conclusion yet, and you haven't either. You have not reached the conclusion of your calls in this earth. You keep living. Wake up in the morning. Let your feet hit that ground and say the steadfast love of the Lord it, it endures forever and his mercy shall never end. Listen, he's an everlasting father. He'll never leave you or forsake you. There's nothing, there's no greater feeling than when a father wraps his arms around you and says, I'm proud of you. And you know what your father says? When you are faithless, I am faithful. That's a hug right there. That's daddy putting his arms around you. When you are faithless, he says, I am faithful. You messed up. He puts his arms around you and he says, but I love you. That's what a good father does. I remember, I'll tell you one story about my dad. Randy will remember this. I love playing football. And I really started getting into it about the seventh grade. And I remember one time I got my socks knocked off in a game. It almost knocked me out. I walked to the sideline. My dad didn't come to a lot of my games because he was always out of town working, but he was at this one. He grabbed me by my face mask and he looked into that helmet, little seventh grader, and he said, Ricky, I love you. And he said, you're a great football player. And he said, you get back in there and don't you sit on this sideline. Go to your coach right now and tell him you're ready. Listen, when my daddy told me that, I felt like I could jump over. I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. Because daddy said it. <clears throat> and you know what your daddy's telling you tonight? That you can do all three things through Christ who gives you strength. Get up. Get up out of this pandemic. Get up out of this 2020. And say this year is not, is not going to destroy me. It's going to define me. 2020 is not pushing me back. It is pulling me forward. It's pulling the best out of me and not the worst out of me. I'm coming out of 2020 not bitter, but coming out of here better in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for the people watching tonight that they realize the greatness that you have deposited in them, that you did not create them to be paupers. You did not create them to wander aimlessly in this earth. And Father God, the people that have walked through a fog this year, trying to figure out why, when, how, where, and who, that Father, that you would build their faith. Would you wrap your arms around them, Daddy? Come on, Father. Wrap your arm around all your children watching here tonight. Give them a big hug and whisper in their ear. When you were faithless, I was faithful. I'm still here because I'm an everlasting Father. I'm not fickle. Father, let them hear your voice tonight in their heart that you do not leave them. You do not forsake them. You are with them always, even until the end of the world. Father, let them feel your presence right now. Let them feel your warm embrace right now. Abba, Father, would you come into our homes right now? Let us feel like Daddy walked in. Sit down. Let them feel your security that only comes from you. Let them enjoy your provision that only comes from you. Let them realize your protection that only comes from you. You're a good, good Father. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thank you.